You're tuned in to the World Physique Championship Podcast with your host, Terry Goodlad. Welcome back to the WPC Podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad. Again, today I have the great fortune of having a WPC CEO, founder, brain trust, the guy that figured it all out, Darren Owen with me. Darren, um, today I want to talk to you about... Uh, you know, we've talked about in our last show, we talked about the, the judging criteria and basically what the WPC is all about. There's a whole great big chunk that we haven't talked about yet, and that is what the the strategy off the stage with the athletes. And and I, I guess, first of all, um, you know, we've worked together a lot on creating this whole this whole plan for what we're doing and, and like that. We've, we've done this together as we do with most things with the WPC. But it was really, uh, you know, the, the fact that you recognize this and it's such an anomaly in physique sports for the organization, the promotion to actually take the initiative after the athletes leave the stage and do so much more to help them with their branding and, and elevate who they are. Do you want to talk about that decision? Yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't say then, <laughs> I didn't think of anything new here. It's just kind of what you should be doing. Uh, it just makes sense, you know. If 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 these athletes are uh, are our product, which is essentially what they are, mm-hmm. how do we make the best product we can? And that is by improving, you know, what they're doing, enhancing them, helping them uh, elevate themselves. And we want our athletes to be as successful as they possibly can be. And, you know, a lot of people get into this uh, sport and, you know, they don't either know how to monetize it or they, they're a little bit lost. You know, they, they know that they, they love doing this, but they don't know how to take the next step. And how do I really capitalize on, you know, whether they're, whether they're placing well in shows or whether they just really love what they're doing and, you know, they want to pursue this as a career in some aspect, it's pretty unheard of right now for any physique competitors to really make a living out of this. Well, and I can attest to that. I mean, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, a chasm between being well known and actually earning money. And, and it's uh, they're two ex- completely opposite things. And the assumption is, is that, uh, I mean, you, coming from the mixed martial arts world, you know full well, you know, the percentage of people that fight and you see them on TV, uh, how many of those people are actually earning money from, from the sport, but also earning money because of the sport? Yeah, exactly. And it's it's one thing to, the reality, what are these people doing? They're, they're becoming personal trainers right. and they're working their butts off. And there's nothing wrong with that, but... but I think they most most of them want more. There's and more most value. Most deserve there. better. Yeah. And you know, you can, if that's your passion and, and you love training people, more power to you. Why do you think that is? How, how much of that falls on the athlete? Cause I think that's the argument as well. Well, it's a free country. You can do whatever you want. Uh, if you want to make more money, be a business person, go do that. But I don't think, I, I truly believe people want to do what their passion is and, and what they feel like, well, I don't feel like this is work. And I think that's what most people really want to find in their life is the reality is everyone's got to make money. Mm-hmm. You've got bills to pay. You've got you know, you've got things you have to do and our currency is money mm-hmm. and people are trading their hours for dollars and some other people are trading less hours for more dollars and they can spend more of their time doing what they really want to do. And if you can find something that you're doing that you're also getting paid to do that you love doing, 
That's Isn't utopia. that what we're really all trying to achieve here? Finding right. your passion of, of what you love to do and also being compensated for doing that? But I think the assumption, and not I think, I know. I mean, I've talked to thousands of athletes over the years that I covered shows for uh, all of the fitness magazines for the, uh, you know, the 20 years that I did that stuff. And, and what it is, is the assumption is, is that if I, you know, you, you win a, a novice show or you qualify for the next level, you get up to the national level, and then you get up to the professional level. And, the, and the, you know, the, again, utopia is a pro card. And, and, and you assume that the minute that happens, you're, people are banging down your door, handing you checks. And, and that's just not the reality. And uh, as the sport is now, there are so many athletes out there with a pro status, but, but earning that money, earning that. Uh, Can I cut you off for one second? Please do. One thing I never understood is it, the definition of a professional is being paid <laughs> to do something. Mm -hmm. And the definition of a professional athlete is getting paid in your sport. So unless you're happening? getting paid, how are you a professional? Right. It, I just always. So how does the WPC the tackle that? Yeah. If you, well, first off, anyone can enter. Everyone's competing for prize money. If you earn prize money. So there's no amateur division as such. No, no. Every, anyone can compete for prize money. We've, it didn't make sense to, uh, to me to do it that way. Um, you know, if, if you're putting your effort and, and work into it, it's like a poker tournament. You want to enter in, in a poker tournament and you're paying money to enter that poker tournament. How would you feel at the end of the day, if you won that poker tournament, you paid money to enter it and they say, thanks a lot. Here's a trophy, you know, come into the next tournament. We'll take your money on that show too. Mm -hmm. It, I could just never wrap my head around it because nothing else is structured that way. Right. So we've, uh, in my mind, we're evolution, evolutionizing how this, uh, how this sport is done. And, now, now uh, money is paid to the winners, you, you know, and yeah, depending on, on, based yeah. on how many, based on how many competitors are in your, in your category, that's what, that's how much you're competing against. It's all transparent. You can see, well, here's the, you know, here's the graph. There's 27 people in my category. So first place is winning X, second place is winning Y. Oh, there's 58 people in my category. Now we're paying out first, second, third, and the money just goes up. Now, what if you're not in the money at the show? You're what right, opportunities does the WPC provide? And that's what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, there's prize money. Quickly back on the pro status thing. Yeah, yeah. So if you, win, if you enter a WPC event, you earn money. Guess what? You're a professional athlete. Congratulations. Right. That's just the definition of, a professional of what athlete. we're doing. Right. Um, so what do we do with, you know, you came 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th. That's fine. You may be a superstar in the real world. Mm -hmm. And our job is to help make you a superstar. Yeah. What, what, what happens on the stage doesn't necessarily, isn't necessarily duplicated off the stage. It doesn't define you. You're going to have people who maybe they don't do fantastic in a competition, mm -hmm. but they may be the most marketable athlete out there. Or a great model or a great podcaster or a great public speaker they, or a great teacher. A, or number of ways to really elevate right. our athletes. And uh, Terry, I actually think you are probably the best one to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to be, punt this it's, back it's on your me. job to do this, buddy. So 
you, you better come up with you something. You better good. tell people everything that we're doing to, well, I to think, really showcase that. I, I think the cool thing is this, is that this is something that has always been in the back of my mind as, as the husband of a competitor, as being a competitor myself at one time, so many years ago, I don't even want to say how many. Uh, the thing is, is that it, it, you spend, 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 you sacrifice, your family suffers, you suffer. It's, a, it's an arduous process getting there. You go, you have your day on stage, you're rushed on, rushed off, and you leave and you go home and it's like, you know, there's something called the post contest blues. <laughs> and it's that crash when it's like, okay, it's like getting married. And then the next day you're just a housewife or a husband, right? Uh, there, there's, it just, it all goes away. It's just all puff and smoke. And so you go, well, do I want to do that again? Well, yes, I enjoyed the process and, and like that, but there's got to be something more. And, and the reality is, is that unless you make it for yourself, there really rarely, rarely, rarely ever is anything more. And so, and so what, uh, you, what you gave me the, uh, the latitude to do is create a strategy for what more we can do. And, and I think part of it uh, is there are a lot of people that would like to turn this into a business, just don't know what to do or how to do it. So there's that fundamental, uh, you know, identifying your product, identifying who you are, what it is that you have to sell, and how do you monetize that. Then there's the other part of it where, uh, you know, learning, uh, learning just the business end of things, you know, and that's, these are all things that we can teach from our experience. We can teach it with content on the websites. We can do webinars, all this kind of stuff that we have uh, planned to do. Uh, the other thing is, is that we, we take them and take them. We take our athletes, you know, uh, we can, we can photograph them, tell their stories. They can work with other photographers, but it's basically understanding how to brand yourself, how to run your own personal brand as a business and then take that business and, and do something with do with it what you wish to do. And of course we support that. We support that also because you know we want all of our athletes doing this. You've immediately got this massive network of, of influencers that can all collaborate with each other as well, separate apart from the WPC as an organization, but with the other WPC athletes to elevate their brand. So there's there's the photography, there's videos for YouTube, there's videos for social media, there's uh, there's podcasts that we're doing right now. There's, there's, uh, you know, we're going to publish a digital magazine very soon. And, and, and so those are just some of the things that we're doing to help put them out there. Um, where do you see that end of it going? Is it scalable at some point? Does it blow up and you can't do it reasonably? No. Cause you just bring on more help and that's like anything. The reality is we, I, Many nights I stayed up very late with our COO going over how do we do this where we can do this all over the world and we can be in as many countries as we can be in and putting on as many events as we can and how do we structure this that, you know, we can handle 300 people in a show one week and 300 people in a show in a different country the next week and you know, it's all set to be very scalable. And that, that was a big thing is, you know, we didn't just look at, okay, let's just put on a show and see what happens. We thought this through for years of... And the reality is, is you've done this in mixed martial arts. Yeah. That, you've done the global thing. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be completely honest with you that when I first had this idea, honestly, probably like 10 years ago, mm -hmm. um, my idea was, you know, being from Canada and thinking, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, we'll start a Canadian organization. You know, same thing I did with MMA. I started a local regional show, grew it across the country, became the biggest show in the country. 
And uh, so my thought process, okay, well, I can I can do the same thing with this. I, I'm confident I can do that. Um, then in my MMA career, I started working in the United States and went all across the U.S., did shows all across the country, promoting events for NBC, um, IMG. And it was, um, you know, it was a real eye-opener of, you know, what can be achieved. And, you know, the, su- the success I had in the United States uh, got me an opportunity to go global. I was promoted to the CEO of WSF Global, where we had 22 affiliates in 20 different countries around the world promoting events in, in every continent except for Antarctica. Um, so that kind of really gave me the, the confidence of, hey, I, already, I'm already, I have relationships with event promoters all around the world. And... You know, doing events in China and Japan and the Philippines where, you know, some and of I think moreover that issue, I mean, again, if you're going to China and you're doing an event, how much time are you spending in China around that event promoting it, but concurrently doing events in other countries and cities? Yeah, you have to have, you know, you have to have a team and you yeah. have to have a, a team of competent people that are, are all on the same page, all cohesively working together. And they all, you know, they all know the big picture of what we're really doing here and everyone has their role in that in that you know that whole global organization mm-hmm. and you know we're starting in the united states this year next year we're expanding into a couple other countries next year we're expanding to more countries and um you know that, that the whole plan is already kind of laid out and it's just about execution now and making but, but sure you've done all this You've done it before. Yeah, that's why we're doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my point. It's not It's not theory. You've actually done all this. Yeah, it's, it's and not... And we're very, like, very successful at it. Yeah, like you're, you're, it sounds like a daunting task if you haven't played the game before. But if you've done it already, it's a lot easier to do it the second time. Right. And to have the, you know, the, the know-how and the, you know, just the, just the, you know, the gut feeling that... I can do this. I, I know how to do this. We've already done it. I've, you know, we have a, an amazing team already in place. We're always building, uh, you know, adding to our, to our team. And mm-hmm. just from, you know, just from our first show in Miami, like we're looking, you know, just from the people that we've met there, we, you know, we're looking at doing events in Colombia and Sweden and in Dubai now. Um, it's, it's starting to, it's, it's like a little fire that, you know, you have a little spark somewhere and then that, that starts to to burn, and then that jumps to another region, and, and that starts to grow there too. And if you do it well, it just happens. Now we've got uh, again the website is wpc dot world, wpc dot world. Just a quick mention on that. Uh, we've got the Las Vegas show August eighteenth. Then we are in Atlanta October twelfth, and the final show of two thousand nineteen will be Miami November sixteenth. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. But already you're working on next year's schedule. Yeah, I've, we probably already have 10 events in Canada already booked. We've got like 14 in the United States currently booked. Now, some um, of the ones abroad I know you can't mention yet because those are not, uh, they're not 100% finalized. Is that right? Yeah, we, we don't want to go somewhere where we're not going to be set up for success. So we're, right. we're, we need to work with quality individuals um, that we really trust that are, are going to help uh you know, do, do what we're doing. And obviously we're, you know, we're going to give them all the support to do that. And there's going to be a lot of handholding in, in the early stages, a lot of travel on my schedule right. uh, for the next while. But, you know, once you give someone the tools to really do a good job and let them flourish and let them be financially successful as well. Um, I think that that's the key is setting up 
you know, good people in, in places that are, are good markets and giving them the, the tools to, you know, to really take, take this thing and run with it. Now, just to be clear on that, these are not, this is not, you're not selling a sanction or a license to do no, this. No, we're not franchising else. or anything. Everything no, this is, is your, your, your boots on the ground. Actually, you, these people are, are your point people out there. You're actually, you're, you're there. We quality control everything. We make sure everything's done the WPC way. We make sure our, you know, every, all the judging is, you know, whether you're Consistent. judging an event in Brazil or Australia or the United States, it should all be consistent. consistent. And the athlete experience especially should be the same. Exactly. We know we don't want to go, oh, I, I did a show in um, Spain and it was terrible, but the shows in Canada are amazing. That's we not what that to you happen. Know, you got to have quality control all over the, the world. Of, and again, you've done this already. You know how to do it. You've, you, this, is, this is second nature to you, right? To be bluntly honest with you, yes. Terry, <laughs> <laughs> the MMA industry is a lot more difficult. There's really? a lot more red tape to deal with. There's governing because it's prize fighting. Yeah, so technically you can't you can't have you can't allow people to fight for money. You have right. to have a governing sanctioning body in place. Right. Um, there's a lot of you know, and also trying to have fun trying to convince twenty people to fight each other at a certain time at a certain day at a certain weight that <laughs> they both think that they're both going to win, and it's. Uh, you know, it, it's enjoyable, a lot more enjoyable doing this. There's a lot less fighting, you know, arguing with people, you know, negotiating with people. This is more of a, Hey, this is what we're doing. Here's the platform. If you'd love, you know, if you want to participate, we'd love to have you. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, I'm finding it's more enjoyable than, uh, than doing the MMA thing. Now in the last show, we talked about uh, marketability. That was a, that was a big thing. And, and the look, the judging criteria was another big thing we talked about. Uh, how do you maintain that from country to country to country? Yeah, I think the nice thing about the world now is technology has made things a lot easier to, you know, to communicate with people and to, you know, essentially educate people. And uh, as far as judging goes is, you know, at, at the get go, we're going to, be consistent. We're going to keep our same judges and make sure that, you know, we're, they're, they're, they're going around with the show. Like they're, they're flying around the world and making sure that it's the same, you know, it's the same look, it's the same criteria. Everything's the same wherever we go. So we keep that, um, you know, consistency across the board. Okay. Now, uh, at the Las Vegas show, let's talk about Las Vegas. Now we're at the Tropicana. What's the name of the theater again? It's called the Tropicana theater. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is an old, I mean, that theater has been around 70 years, right? Yeah. It was very impressive. You, you know I, I think, it, I think it's obviously it, renovated. It's, it's been, been a long really? time. It's been a long time, <laughs> but it's one of those old, but it's just a beautiful, beautiful theater though. I was really impressed when we went in there yesterday. Uh, the show, let's talk about the show itself. Now, Typically, when you go to a fitness or bodybuilding show, there's a check-in day, there's an athlete's meeting, there's a pre-judging in the morning, there's all that. I know in bigger shows, girls are getting up at three in the morning to get their makeup done for you know their show appearance. How are you, how are you structuring things? Yeah, we're, and, and same thing too, we spend a lot of time really breaking this down from the ground up. And our, our main question to ourselves every time was, what makes sense? How do we structure this where it makes sense for the athletes uh how do we make sure that they're having the best possible experience that they can have and i don't think waking up at you know 2 30 in the morning to go get your hair and makeup done at 3 and 4 a.m is a great experience not for um, anybody a lot of people you know my my wife ran a tan hair makeup company for 
years. And we kind of played that game where, you know, athletes are on stage at 9 a.m. and getting ready at, you know, the wee early hours in the morning. And I don't enjoy waking up that early. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I mean, the the bad thing is, is that sometimes at shows, and this happens often, uh, maybe I shouldn't say often, but it's happened more than once that I've seen happen, is everybody thinks the show starts at, or this class is going on at 8 o'clock, and then they switch the order for some reason, and then you end up, you're sitting in makeup and you're supposed to be on stage, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, we don't need to go into what everybody else does. Yeah, but, I, I, but, I don't but, care what anybody but, else is doing. I know what we're but doing. The, but the bring, I, I, I bring the point up to make, to emphasize uh, the thought process is that you've, you've eliminated the unnecessary. Right. So let's talk about that. What specifically does that mean? Yeah. So we have a, we have one show it's in the evening, you know, you're, you're peaking for that show. That's your prime time on stage. Um, you know, that's when fans are typically buying tickets to go to an event is for, you know, six o'clock, seven o'clock. That's pretty worldwide standard for a professional sport. And, uh, you know, we're kind of following that model in that regard. Um, you know, and these competitors are paying a lot of money to, you know, paying their coaches, paying their supplements. Um, they're making a lot of sacrifices and I think anything and everything we can do to make their experience more enjoyable and, you know, less, uh, financially, uh, uh, you know, less money that they have to put into things. So it's, you know, a lot of times people are extra hotel room because the athletes meetings the night before and, you know, there's a, there's, it all adds up. Right. And then athlete meeting is always so stressful. Yeah. We, and I'd rather have a, you know, people that when, when we check people in, I'd rather our, uh, you know, our, our staff that's, that's checking people in have that one-on-one time Mm -hmm. with every competitor to really make sure that their questions are being answered they, um, you know, they, they get a real sense of what we're doing and, and how it's all going to work. Um, but yeah, that, that evening show, the live judging, uh, on stage, like, so every, there is no prejudging. Live. There's no prejudging. Everything is judged live at the night show. Correct. Right. So it does leave some suspense. Well, of course. That's for all the suspense. Well, that's the thing. It's like, if you know that, oh, well, I know I didn't do well because yeah, I got I first call out. Or I got fifth call out, you know, like uh, I'm not going to win this you're show. You're probably eating a burger after, uh, right. after the morning show right? or, you know, or something or you're, you know, you're a yeah. little bit deflated, right. just, you know, emotionally knowing, oh, well, maybe I didn't do as good as I thought I was or hope I was going to do. Um, like we just, we want your best. I think the other thing is too, I mean, there's just a, a, a simple cost thing. If you have a family member that wants to come watch. You know, they come to the prejudging, that's a ticket. You come to the night show, that's a ticket. It's two tickets, right? Again, for them, it's, you know, you could fly in that morning if it's out of town and still see the show that night and then go home the next morning. So it's one night in a hotel rather than two. And so it makes it a little bit easier, I think, for fans too. Don't you think? Exactly. All that type of stuff. Like we've, we've done every, we've literally thought of everything that, that can be thought of to, to do this the right way and to make sure that everyone's really enjoying their experience. And can judging the, be done effectively? in a live judging situation in a night show. Of course. Like, how do they judge the Olympics? How do they, you know, it's, 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 it's the one thing that it's so weird. I mean, like the reality did we know, well, I know why other organizations. <laughs> well, we, we won't go way. into that, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you're right. I mean, why can't it be right? I mean, it's judged live in the morning. Why can't it be judged live at night? Cause you can't sell two sets of tickets that way, Terry. That's right. Good point. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about hair and makeup. I know there's services. 
Uh, I know there's some organizations, not every organization, not every promoter, uh, but they, you know, you're, you mandatorily have to stay at that hotel. You have to get hair done by these people. You have to get your tan done by these people and your you makeup done by your these. suit from those people. Right. How do you feel about I that? I don't care. Okay. We don't care. But if, you do provide hair and makeup course. and tanning, right? Of course. We'll get there. So yeah, as far as you, you have to do this, you don't have to do anything. You, you, be you do what you want to do. If, you know, if your finances don't allow you to do this or do that, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to penalize you for not using this or that or, or, or whatever. The other thing too, is we're kind of, this is, I think the best way to describe it is we are allowing our competitors to have the freedom to do what they would like to do. At the same time, we are offering these services in the most efficient way and the most affordable affordable that we, that we possibly can so and that's the other side of it too is by offering tan hair makeup services at our events um you can select your own time it's all at the venue it's all just very logical on where it is, how it's done, what time it's done. Um, like you're not going to be sitting for hours. Oh, I got my hair done at like you pick your own times. It's all in there based on whatever category you're in. Like we've really streamlined the the registration process. And part of that is, is if you're booking your tan hair and makeup, you can book that all based on, you know, your time slots for your category. It's just, everything is logical based on what time you're on stage and it's just all kind of worked backwards. So if you're first on stage, you're going to be first up for tanning. If you're last on stage, your your category is going to be last for tanning, um, and you'll have the ability to select what you know what time you want to what time you want to do these things. Obviously, there's parameters that we'll have set up, but that's the nice thing is these individuals can select when and where they want to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Now, if anybody who has any questions, uh, please ask. Please ask. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is trainers and coaches. Um, you know. The, 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 we talked in the last show about judging criteria, which is something that trainers want to wrap their minds around. Uh, what are you doing for trainers and coaches? Are there any incentives or anything like that to, to have them come in and have their athletes compete in the WPC? Yeah, definitely. The, um, well, the, the promotion we're doing for their athletes, number one. Um, also, we've got uh, a team bonus structure that we've set up. So if you're, uh, if you're a coach, a trainer, uh, whatever it may be, and you've got a, you know, an, any competitors that you want to enter into a WPC event, we'll pay you. Uh, we'll pay you a team bonus based on that. Uh, we pay sixty dollars to literally anybody. So if you're just an individual and says, "Oh, I want to rally some of my friends," or "I know some other competitors," and if you want to, you know, set that up yourself, go right ahead, and you know, you can start making some uh, some money back that way as well. So we pay sixty dollars for your first five competitors you enter. Pay seventy dollars between competitors six through ten, and eighty dollars for every competitor over ten. Okay. That's rare. <laughs> we also pay 10% ticket commission too, which is apparently kind of rare. <laughs> yes, so anyone who wants to sell tickets to their friends and family, you can earn 10% commission from that. How do we get in touch with you, Darren? Uh, so email me, Darren, and- D-A-R-R-E-N, at WPC.world. Instagram, we're on there, WPC.world on Instagram. If you got any questions of me, it's Terry at WPC.world. And thank you for listening. We'll be back in a couple of days with another episode. If you want to go to the website and find out more information, it's WPC.world, WPC.world. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a couple of days with another episode of the WPC Podcast. Yeah.